ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So today we're recapping a very special episode. We're actually going to recap Spencer and Kelsey Grammer's newest movie, 12 Days of Christmas Eve. And if you guys bow, want to bow, if you guys want to watch it, it's on um, Lifetime, and I watched it on demand. Thomas, you rented it, right? Yeah, I rented it on Amazon. It was like a two ninety nine rental for HD. Perfect. Non-spawn. So you guys, <laughs> so you guys are not some, sponsored by Amazon. <laughs> some Christmas cheer. You can watch the movie along with our recap. If not, we're going to get into it. So the summary for the movie, which this was the summary on um, from, from Lifetime, is Santa gives a man 12 chances to relive the same day so he can repair his damaged relationships. Um, it's a bit, bit of a groundhog day situation. So we open up and I would say maybe it's like mm, 50s, maybe even earlier. And a little boy is in a workshop with his, it looks like a hardwood store. And um, we see this little boy and he's helping his dad and his dad is fixing like some kind of device. And his dad keeps saying, the only way to succeed is with hard work. And the little boy asks his dad, can we repair a music box? But the boy's dad is saying, no, they have to go to Miss Martin's house and fix her stove. And the little boy is protesting because it's Christmas Eve. But the dad just keeps saying, like, this is how you earn gifts in your life. He's very much a capitalist king, this father. Capitalist propaganda is what I said. Yeah, both are true. You know, um, clearly, if you work hard, everything will work out for you, as we know that to be a fact of life absolutely American no dream. Area. yeah absolutely no gray area in that so um the boy's dad says one day that the little boy will be rich and successful and all of his Christmas wishes will come true and they blow out a red candle and they make a Christmas wish I like I kind of miss the candle part no that's why yeah. he keeps blowing out the candle yeah no, now that you say now it that you're saying it like it makes a lot of sense but <laughs> I did miss the candle originally. I also think it's funny. I feel like there's such a trope with Christmas movies where it's like the person who's obsessed with work, like, of course, is working like on Christmas Eve. Like working on Christmas Eve is actually kind of normal. Like you don't want to work on Christmas Eve, but they're making it seem like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Um, So we actually wake up in this palatial apartment in New York City there's like a view of the New York City skyline we go into this apartment we see this man wake up it is Kelsey Grammer and we don't know his name yet but he's getting ready for the day on the news we hear a newscaster say that a reindeer's escaped from the local petting zoo um he this man leaves his apartment 
and we hear that his name is Brian from his neighbor who's very annoying and very into Christmas and they have an exchange they don't get along um Brian is walking into work and he's just generally kind of miserable he passes this like like you know the guy that collects money during Christmas like for the Salvation Army or something Mm -hmm. and he tells him about a patch of ice and Brian just doesn't listen to him at all and just keeps going and and he complains to his um assistant that they have to clean up the ice outside because it's a lawsuit waiting to happen and he signs off on all these papers and he also signs off on this Christmas carnival that they're happening that night and he's only excited about the carnival because it's a tax write-off so but a lot of stuff is happening very quickly in the beginning of this um we're getting a lot of information about Brian and his way of life and the picture that is being painted is that he is a workaholic and he is not very happy. It's kind of funny because they keep showing these scenes of New York City and then they yeah. like zoom into like the scene and you can tell it's it's clearly not New York City. Right. Yeah. It's, halfway um, through the movie, I was like, wait, is this in New York? <laughs> <laughs> They're like in the suburbs. No, it's 100% like some town in Canada. So Brian, I guess, has this big board meeting. We find out that he has started this company. I believe it's called PC Electric. Yeah. And it's it's his dad's like little company, little repair store that he has then taken on and created this like large a series of sorts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was or maybe like kind of a radio shack, but like with washers and dryers and other appliances like that. So yeah, I guess more of a Sears, but no clothes. Oh yeah, like JC Penny. Maybe, maybe Best Buy. Yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah, Best Buy. At this board meeting, the board members are just telling Brian that the numbers, they're not good. They're not appealing to a younger audience. And they're just, they need to do something. One of the guys suggests a rebrand to reach a younger customer base. And Brian's assistant, what was his name, Aaron? Jet. Jet? It wasn't Jet, it was Jet. Jet with a T, yes. With a T. Um, He suggests they reach out to investors and he has heard about this woman Nina Nishi who was apparently some kind of like influencer type of investor like I'm getting like a Mark Cuban vibe or something that they're painting her as like a David Dobrik sure yes she's like well known (laughs) on the internet um and she might be interested in investing. I don't know how he knows this because she's communicated to him through his guinea pigs Instagram page. Yeah. Um, and, and he's she, also so a, a ball of nerves the entire yeah. time. He's very nervous about Brian, but he's also like very strangely passionate about this company, PC Electric, for some reason. He has um, ideas and he knows how to make it work. It's also kind of funny to be like trying to appeal to a younger audience if you're selling like appliance, like washing machines. Well, I think they started out as like a toy. Oh, that's right. Like, and I guess they do and sell like. And stuff. They yeah. sell like video games. Yeah. They do sell video games. I remember that. I also didn't quite understand this part because they make it sound at this board meeting like they're a publicly traded company, which can publicly traded companies have investors once they go public that I have no idea to be honest I just know they like flashed to a graph at one point yeah we we saw the numbers they weren't looking good and they were 20 percent down from last year yeah the quote number they keep saying oh the numbers the numbers like the numbers of what like stocks or like sales they don't really make that specific it's just the numbers 
So as Brian is leaving this like very bad board meeting, we see our queen, Spencer Grammer, walk through the elevator and she's flustered. She's a working mom. Her name is Michelle. She and her daughter show up. Michelle. (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) Um, Her and her daughter show up and it's a very cute little kid. She's probably like, what, 11? They want Brian to babysit um, Harkin is the granddaughter's name because Harkin's dad is in Paris with his new girlfriend and Michelle has a surgery to do. She's a surgeon. Um, But Brian can't watch her. Uh, He asks her if she'll be at the carnival and she says, I always do what's expected of me. So she will. It's like really kind of like on the nose. So Brian goes to meet Nina Nishi at his store, which is completely empty despite it being Christmas Eve. Also, I'm just realizing now they asked everyone to go to this carnival on Christmas Eve. Like people have family obligations on Christmas Eve. That's kind of. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. Yeah, um, yeah. and they really have to work, so like they're going right. to a work event, but yet they also have to work. Like that's ah. just a lot of it's a lot of um requirements for. Christmas. It would make a lot more sense if this was Christmas Eve Eve. Um, so anyway, at the store, Nina's like, I love this store. It's so old fashioned and out of touch. <laughs> and she tells him that her their overhead for PC Electric is way too high, but she thinks that there's an opportunity to expand it. And she's really interested in investing in the company. And she hears, she's like, I heard about this big fundraiser you're having. And Brian is like, please come. So she agrees to come to the fundraiser. I wrote, she's written by AI. Like <laughs> her character, I'm not yeah. quite sure what to make of it. Um, I know it's like a meme come to life right yeah it's it's a really interesting compilation of different types of people I guess because she's kind of a dig at like Gen Z millennial cusp Mm -hmm. but also is like kind of like a good character like I don't know yeah she's really overly generous in some parts of this movie but then like kind of is like a workaholic like ruthless boss i don't it's very strange she's yeah. giving like ceo tiktoker <laughs> millennial right who's yeah. like because she's clearly a millennial or like an a, like a late mm-hmm. a late stage millennial who's feeling kind of lost right so brian's like things are looking up he says he's starting to like the day and maybe he's even feeling some christmas spirit brian goes home and in his bathroom his massive bathroom which really his his house looks like a hotel he wistfully looks at a picture of him and santa claus and i believe that we find out later that santa claus in the picture is his dad like dressed up yeah i thought yeah i think that they that was implied yeah, they wanted you to get that, but I didn't get that till much later. <laughs> okay. Just... <laughs> Wait, um, is the carnival at his house? No. <laughs> no. Thomas. Oh, wait. Sorry. I'm confused. He's he back in, in his apartment. bathroom now. He's in his, his in, in his bathroom and then he leaves and he's at the carnival, but we don't see him leave. He just appears there. And the carnival you see is not a carnival. The yeah. carnival is um, actually a banquet held in like this very old fashioned banquet hall. And I don't know where they get off calling it a carnival at all because there is nothing to do with the carnival. There is just signs that say 
this is a carnival, basically. So that was interesting. And then this very fashionable woman. Named yeah, she's gorge. She's Gorgian, named Sarah Brown. Don't know why I wrote down her full name. Um, <laughs> she says, Merry Christmas to Brian. And she calls him the guy that broke her heart. When we find out that they broke up because Brian would not settle down and he just would work, work, work. And Sarah wanted him to, you know, be home more and spend more time with her. Um, He kind of thinks that this is like going to be them rekindling, but we find out she's there on a date. So, yeah, I thought that that was when I like really my first impression was, is that Michelle's mother? But then I remembered Michelle at the beginning said, my mom is off somewhere healing her inner child. Yeah. That's why she couldn't babysit. Yeah. So, so I guess Sarah was just like another gal from the past. Right. So Michelle walks in and Brian is like kind of introducing her to no one. Like no one is around, but he just goes, this is my daughter. She's the surgeon yeah. at this hospital that they're apparently raising money for at this not so carnival carnival. And she, Michelle's just like looks really sad. And she's like, it's been a really rough day, but Brian just doesn't listen to her. She says it's really been a really rough day and he just walks away to go talk to Nina. And Nina is tipping the bartender $200. Oh, believe- well, 100 And he says 100 for a bottle of whipped cream. And she says, oh my gosh, you're right. It's, it is Christmas Eve and gives him another 100 Yeah. And this woman has ordered a, a bottle of whipped cream, as Aaron said, um, which she's shooting into her mouth. She tells Brian, this is not a good party and it's not a carnival which she's correct about. And she's like, you should dress up as Santa. And he's absolutely refusing. And she says, you know, this carnival would make a lot more money if it was actually fun. I agree with her on that one. And then she admits, she's like, I don't want to invest in your company. I actually want to buy it. And she's going to, you'll make so much money on this deal. Um, You know, you should take it. But Brian is hesitant. He says, this is a family business. And She's like, exactly. Your dad would be so proud of you, which I, from the little we saw of Brian's dad, it seems that that would probably be true. Seeing how much he valued, you know, hard work and cold, hard kashish. (laughs) The one promise that Brian makes Nina make to sell her the company is that she has to go to Carnival. I forgot about that. (laughs) And it really doesn't come back up. No. This is important to the hospital. And like this is the, the only time that he mentions it in any day. This is the only promise he makes her make. And then, yes, it, it doesn't ever come back around. And he doesn't ever seem attached to the carnival in the same way again. Yeah, I was actually surprised that they weren't like, like he definitely on day one seems like he's definitely money hungry. Mm-hmm. But other, and he's money hungry and he can be, he's kind of like oblivious and aloof towards like his daughter and his granddaughter. But I think mm-hmm. other than that, he's not like, evil you know yeah he's just like preoccupied and his priorities are like not necessarily correct but he's not yeah he's not like mean it's not like just like in a perpetual bad mood right yeah Yeah. (laughs) this guy's just kind of depressed he's like a light scrooge scrooge also made them work on christmas eve bob cratchit had to work on christmas eve also yeah Yeah, that's the hallmark of a a scrooge he's diet scrooge he's diet Scrooge Light. <laughs> Diet Dr. Scrooge. Diet Dr. Scrooge. 
So after Nina agrees to keep the fundraiser, they both cheers to his just desserts, which doesn't he know that's like, isn't that a bad thing? Like when you say, oh, that person got their just desserts, doesn't that mean that they got like their comeuppance? Oh, I don't know. I, don't I always either. thought of that as a saying that indicates that someone got like what was coming to them, like their karma. So he says that he's beginning to like, I really could be wrong on that. But anyway, he says he's beginning to like the day. He keeps saying he's beginning to like the day. It's <laughs> nighttime. So you can't mm-hmm. stop liking the day. It's already ended. Anyway, he's really happy and he says he wishes this day would never end. To get one's just desserts means to receive the appropriate reward or more usually punishment for one's actions. Quote, those who cause great torment to others rarely got their just desserts. Okay, now that sentence contradicts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel uh, like I'm even more I think I've only ever heard it used in like a negative context but maybe yeah. it's foreshadowing i it guess def- nobody knows what it means yeah i think it is supposed to be foreshadowing anyway he goes to make a speech to the uh carnival goers which again i really cannot emphasize like his employees this is not a carnival this really is a christmas party yeah Gala. yeah a few random people from this hospital are there and he says that once again my daughter michelle she's a surgeon at this hospital and michelle looks really like weird when he says that so i kept thinking oh my gosh michelle got fired this day because she couldn't make this surgery because her dad wouldn't watch the kid so that's what i was thinking at this point that's not what happens um, he also announces during this speech that he's not going to be giving bonuses to any employees, but instead he'll be making a donation on their behalf to this hospital. And the employees are pissed. They're like, wow, yeah, because it's a tax write-off. Isn't that fucked? Yeah, it's really... Or how about there... Did you see that TikTok that was like, um, my like roommate's Fortune 500 company is making everybody who wants to be at the holiday party Venmo them $40 what yeah I did see that oh my god send me that TikTok it's giving that yeah I will yeah it is yeah so he finds Michelle again at the end of his little speech like walking amongst the pissed off employees and she says it's been a really tough day he ignores her again and he's like oh by the way I'm selling the company you can just tell they have a very difficult relationship she's clearly not being listened to by Brian so Brian is driving home. He's listening to some Christmas jams and he's trying to change the channel, but it won't change. From 12 it, Days of Christmas. Oh, I didn't even catch what song it was. Yeah. Thank you. This oh, is reminds me of the part in 17 again with um, Matthew Perry. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. Right? That movie is so good. Wait, is Leslie Mann the mom in that? Yeah. Yeah. Michelle uh, Trachtenberg is the sister. Mm hmm. Oh my god. Such a good movie. All-star cast. So he's trying to change the channel and he swerves when he's doing this. We see he's on a bridge and it zooms out and you see his car fly off the side of the bridge. Like truly in a feat of CGI. Well, because Ginger the reindeer is on the bridge. Ginger, the escaped reindeer that they were talking about on the news. It's just like wandering across the bridge. On the bridge. Yeah, I thought he only served because he was changing the channel. No, because he looked up. I kept wondering if Ginger was ever going to make an appearance. She's the whole appearance. She's the whole movie. She's the reason he dies. 
I literally didn't know that. <laughs> that is terrifying though. Like honestly, that is like my nightmare. What a terrible way to die. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not a great way. I don't think um, it's that easy on the bridges in New York. No, no it's, it's to- not easy really on any bridge to go in at the. You wouldn't fly off. You would crash into the side. Right. No, it was truly, I think a feat of CGI is a good way to put it. It was like, whoa, how did that happen? Yeah, it went simply tumbling. Oh, baby. When Brian wakes up, he's in Santa's workshop. Yeah, he is. And he asks Santa if he's dead. And Santa says, pretty much. Oh, he says that it will never be Christmas for Brian again. And he tells um, Brian that he's there to send him on his way. So in this world that Brian is living in, Santa is some kind of some kind of deity, I suppose. He, no, uh, he's the angel of death. He's his angel of death. Yeah, they explain this, Jacqueline. <laughs> right, right. I, Everybody's it, angel of death looks different. Sometimes it's Santa. Sometimes Santa kills you. And um, sometimes... Something else kills you. Perhaps the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy, if you have oh that. Oh my god, it'd be really. It honestly be really scary if you died and like you're just in Santa's workshop. Like, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Yeah, that would not sit right with me. You know, it's just not what one would expect. But here we are, and Brian says he's just not ready to die, and he's just getting everything that he's ever wanted. And Santa says, well, you know, you're not really on the naughty list because apparently that matters to decide whether or not you will die. If Santa's your death angel, I guess that matters. And um, he's like, but you've also never done anything particularly nice. So he says that Brian will have 12 days to figure out the true meaning of Christmas and life Mm -hmm. or he dies. He's off to the Christmas tree (laughs) farm in the sky. (laughs) this really darked me out um something about santa saying you need to figure out the true meaning of christmas in life or you die yeah like knowing that it's death right just doing it it over and over and over forever yeah like you're plagued at the same day i'm just saying hypothetically if i were writing this film i don't know if like the optics of making santa essentially a murderer would really be the place i'd go but Again, here we are. We um, didn't anticipate it. I was yeah, not expecting that. I didn't realize it. Like that is a dark turn. The fact that he, you know, may not make it, and then he would die. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like typically with these kinds of storylines, you're really just sentenced to a life of repeating the same day, not, not no life at all. Well, that's um, what makes this not a cliche. Right. It was. It was a turn. It was a twist. It was a twist. That's when Brian says, "I'm Santa." I'm not going to let you down. And Santa tells Brian to blow out the candle. And it's actually this red candle that him and his dad had blown out and made the Christmas wish on. And Brian blows out the candle. Then he wakes up on day two. It's Christmas Eve again. And at first he thinks it's a dream. And then like as things are happening the same way as they did, he's starting to get like he's in denial. But then he's starting to get really paranoid Um, And by the board meeting, he's lost his mind, actually. Mm -hmm. And he's screaming, like, Santa's real. And he's, like, spiraling out. He runs out into, like, the lobby of his office. Michelle is there with her daughter. And he, like, completely pushes them aside, dodges the hugs, says, I can't watch her. 
And um, as he's running away, he slips on the the ice patch, the very ice patch outside and wakes up again in Santa's workshop. So he's ruined the second day. He has 10 days left. Two days down. Day three, he walks out of his apartment and he asks his, his neighbor, his annoying neighbor, how the Groundhog Day tropes usually end in movies. And he's like, oh, it usually helps when you help others and that's how they get out of it. And so he goes on like this like helping spree. Mm-hmm. He um tips the valet so much. He gives his employees the week off and a 10% raise and a week's salary bonus. Mm-hmm. And like they're like, how are we gonna afford this? But he just like is like, we'll, we'll deal with it later. Then he gives Michelle like a fistful of money for a sitter, like as if money was the issue, and that's right. why she's a surgeon, but then, right. we, then we do come to find and out. We do kind of find out that money is the issue. She is a literal brain surgeon. <laughs> he says, like, take the day off, go shopping. He goes to the dog rescue. He takes all of them. They're running down the street. He's passing out gifts, but they're meaningless. He gives a bald homeless man a hair dryer, an electric hair dryer. It doesn't make any sense. And he shouts that yeah, Santa can't kill him now. And he upsets a little kid by saying that. I was also upset. And it's like all meaningless. It's it's self selfish driven. Right. But, you know, he doesn't slip and fall on the ice patch again. He makes it to the fundraiser that night. At the fundraiser, there are like the random people that he was handing out the gifts to are there. It's like a real mishmash of a crowd. He throws cash out into the crowd during his speech. And it's just sloppy, you know? It's It's not what Santa or any angel of death is looking for. Then he asks um, Michelle and his granddaughter if they saw how generous he was. And then he's like, oh, I got something for Michelle and brings out a huge dog. I think he got it for Harkin. Harkin. And brings out a huge dog and Michelle flips because Harkin is allergic And she's like, I don't need all these gifts. She just needs a grandfather who pays attention to her. They have to leave to get Harkins and Benadryl. Yeah. And he's like, well, I do listen. I knew she wanted a dog, but not enough to know she's allergic. And then one of the dogs comes over, jumps up on him and pushes him off the balcony. And that's how he dies that day. (laughs) Um, So back to Santa's workshop, we go defeated. Day four. Brian announces that he's going to sell the company and he hopes the new owners fire everyone. This is at the board meeting. He seems resigned to death on day four. Oh, yeah. And he's He's annoyed. He's given up at this point. Yeah, he's done so. And so now Michelle and Harkin show up and Brian tells her how much he loves her and how he will watch Harkin since he knows she has an important surgery um, and she's appreciative. And she tells him that. And he says, from your lips to Santa's ears, which was chilling. Mm-hmm. And it definitely creeps her out, too. Because, like, imagine somebody saying that to you. Yeah, it's spooky. Yeah, she's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, she's like, okay, <laughs> should I leave my daughter with you? And then... Brian is like saying no to everything that Harkin is asking for that day. Mm -hmm. And then um, he tells Jet, the nervous assistant, he's like, can you give her more candy to keep her distracted? Because he's in 
now he's in like the store waiting for Nina to show up. He's like, are you sure? Like she just had all of this like ice cream and junk. And he says like, give it to her anyway. And then Nina shows up and she unfortunately vomits on Harkin vomits on Brian in front of Nina because she has been given so much refined sugar Mm -hmm. um and he's like oh tells Nina to show up to the carnival since like he wants to continue the conversation with her and she just doesn't show up I think it was a pretty bad showing that day for Brian and Harkin but then Michelle does show up at the carnival fundraiser she apologizes for being late and she says you know like I just had a really rough day and he goes couldn't have been worse than mine (laughs) and starts like bad mouthing Harkin yeah (laughs) he's like did you get yacked on she's a surgeon I know and (laughs) and you're the one who gave her all that junk and Harkin hears this and feels terrible obviously like I remember like overhearing like stuff as a kid and even if it wasn't like that bad like always being like oh my god like everybody this is so sad and he's actually like fully shitting on her (laughs) and so they leave and he takes a bite of a gingerbread man chokes on it and dies right so immediately (laughs) does say this time that brian is headed in the right direction and that he should ask harkin what she wants to do well he says you're on the right track but moving in the wrong direction oh my bad (laughs) 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 yeah (laughs) Yeah, but he says ask harkin where she wants to go day five five golden days michelle leaves harkin with brian and she heads off to her surgery and um brian asks harkin what she wants to do for the day and she's like really taken aback that she can pick whatever she wants um so they go get sundays she's adorable i will say they're eating sundays at this diner and then they go to a toy store and um then they go sledding in what i think they're claiming is central park but the green screen, I mean, it fully looks like Colorado. They do that thing where they kind of like do a clip of like people in the, in the actual snow and then they like cut to the scene, which was, I mean, it was probably due to time constraints and maybe budget constraints. It was like in a studio. Right, 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 right. No, but I just mean like it literally looked like they were like in an actual, on a, on top of an actual mountain. Yeah, it didn't maybe- look... Maybe there are some parts of Central Park that look like that. Yeah, maybe Prospect Park. Maybe for, Yeah, maybe it was. And she clocks these kids from her school and is kind of like looking at them. And she tells Brian that they don't like her. He, he takes a really weird turn with this information. Yeah, he like kind of starts lecturing her and is like, you need followers to be a leader weird thing to say to a kid and this upsets her obviously because one it's confusing and two it's like just not like an appropriate reaction to the initial statement right and he also says you're being just like your mother yeah he she's getting upset and he's like stop stop being like your mother And then she says, I'd rather be like my mother than be like you and like leaves. You mean old man. 
yeah and then Fair. she sleds away yeah. <laughs> and and he he goes down to chase her on a sled and that's how he dies he hits a tree it's a sledding accident ouch fatal concussion fatally concussed this man's struggling he's mm-hmm. burning through these days they're back at the diner and harkin gets quiet and we see these same kids from her school, but this time they walk into the diner. And she says they think that she's weird. And he says, um, you don't have to do anything to get those kids to like you. Because if you like yourself, that's all that matters. And if you don't even really like them, then who cares? And like, honestly, it's pretty good advice for a kid. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround from his advice the previous day, but I'm glad he got there. Well, he had all day to think about it. Right. He was really thinking in Santa's workshop. And so there's like, it's an old timey diner. So there's a little jukebox on the table and they go to play a song, but it won't work. Brian says he could fix it if he had his tools. And she says like, can you teach me how to fix stuff? She's very interested in, in the tinkering of it all. And Mm -hmm. so he says like, yeah, let's go to my workshop. And he shows her all the things he's been working on. And then they get the this radio to play and it's playing 12 Days of Christmas again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Harkin says the most out-of-pocket line of the entire movie. This takes a cake. She says, I wish we could fix my mom like we fixed the radio. What the hell is that, Harkin? <laughs> <laughs> I was so taken aback when she said it. Yeah. yeah. She's been I thinking wish about we that could one. fix my mom like we fixed the radio. I wasn't at this point realizing that her mom was broken. so broken. Yeah. She's I guess, mad at her dad. I guess Brian doesn't know either. I guess none of us know really yeah. what Michelle's going Parkton through. also says if I had one Christmas wish, it would be for my mom to be happy. Oh, well, I guess she did. It does sound like she's a single mom because like her ex has a girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. And she's in a lot of debt because of her dad. <laughs> yeah, we find that out later. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. But it is that line. Spoiler is- alert. <laughs> Michelle's in debt. I don't know if you're going to find a kid in the wild saying, I wish we could fix my mom like we fixed this radio, but... <laughs> It was a stretch, even for Harkin. <laughs> yeah, even for Harkin. Oh, God. <laughs> now, there's not much, like, discussion in this scene that happens after that, because it's a showstopper, for sure. <laughs> it's kind of just like, oh, mic drop. Yeah, we're like, hmm, okay. So now we're at the fundraiser, and Harkin and Brian are dancing, like, they're back in a good mood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Michelle shows up and she's like very pleasantly surprised to see how happy Harkin is. And then he tells Michelle that he called her boss up and she has the week off and they're going to the Bahamas tomorrow. And she flips because first of all, she's like, what, late thirties, early forties, like Mm -hmm. your dad calling your boss and being Mm -hmm. like, give my daughter off and a surgeon yeah especially she's like what? a doctor like i don't know if it really works like that with surgeons like it's more like specific surgeries yeah. yeah imagine your parent like contacting your place of work yeah. and being like they need the week off 
because they're going on a vacation with me, somebody who they have an extremely broken relationship with. And so she's like, no, I have like all of these really important surgeries next week. And so she freaks out, obviously. And then Nina shows up and tells Brian and Brian tells her it's not the best time. And then he asks Santa to just kill him quickly. (laughs) And a chandelier falls on him. He knows he ruins this day. He's like, all right, well, no, no sense in trying to save it now. Yeah. Yeah. These scenes, I almost said with Casey, these scenes with Michelle too are getting so heightened. Like in that scene where she's, she says she, he doesn't love her or that he never loved her, right? Oh, in that scene? Yeah, there's a lot of baggage. She does say that. Yeah, she's like, you don't know what I need. You don't know what I want. Like, she could love me. And she, we also find out that she likes the Christmas at home. Yeah, they love their traditions. And then later, it's like, oh, yeah, because you live in a gorgeous mansion. Like, (laughs) anyway, we'll get there. (laughs) But he's telling Santa, like, he wants Michelle to love him again. And Santa says, you know, it's Christmas or die. Woof. Day seven. The days do start to fly by. (laughs) (laughs) You're still with us. Then don't worry. The days are going to start moving pretty quickly. (laughs) If anybody's out there, 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 <laughs> we're freezing. Go, um, now Brian and Harkin are in Michelle's. What I thought was an apartment, but we find out later. I thought it was an apartment too. Yeah, but it's very much not. It but looked it, like an apartment from that shot. Like I know. Yeah, and you would assume New York, but it's like in the suburbs. I guess maybe maybe they live in like Connecticut, like or New Jersey or something. He sees all of these overdue bills on the table and he's like, hmm, like what's going on here? And Harkin says, well, then he asks Harkin what Michelle would like for Christmas. And Harkin says she mostly likes helping people. And that's why we have all of these overdue bills. Like you would know. I would, I had no idea what the bill situation in my house was yeah when I was growing up which like I think is for most children yeah probably for the best if you like kind of know you don't really know yeah like you wouldn't be like oh they're overdue yeah this is why you would more be like oh I can't afford my webkins yeah me and my 36 webkins (laughs) rich in webkins (laughs) no more webkins for Harkin truly no more (laughs) No more running home from school and calling the toy store and seeing what they had in that day. Oh my gosh. Do you have that raccoon? <laughs> I really never got into the whole Webkins thing. Oh, I was deep. I was <laughs> in those chat rooms. I was trying. I was, it was all consuming. Then she says like, you know, her mom likes to give away all their money. And then also you made her take out those school loans to learn, quote unquote, fiscal responsibility. Why does this girl know the word fiscal? I know. Yeah, it's giving like maybe Michelle like vents to Harkin a lot in a way that's like maybe yeah, not. It's giving, like Michelle might be creating some like generational trauma with the way that she talks to her child about her issues, but. Oh, she certainly is, yeah. A real, like, Lorelai Gilmore. Although Lorelai definitely, um, I think, shielded Rory appropriately. Anyway, anyway. (laughs) So then on the fridge, he sees that Michelle has a picture of herself up from her graduation. And he 
unfolds it and she had folded it over just to show her and it was giving the evan casey happy picture vibe i know there are a lot of parallels i don't know do people realize you can cut pictures yeah and maybe she's not ready to fully cut him out yet yeah that is so wow she's holding out hope that she was is. very grateful. Thomas, deep. Nina shows up at the workshop. Oh, you're right. She shows up at the workshop. This is like the scene where they like oh. made cookies. Right, because yeah. he gets a call as he's at as he's at uh, Michelle's house, and it's it's a jet saying, "Oh, Nina wants to buy the business," and yeah, he invites her to the workshop, and Nina sees him and Harkin fixing the radio. Yes. And she says, you know, my grandfather also liked to th- fix things, which is why she's interested in this company. He gives her fresh whipped cream. He tells her he thinks she can save his company. She says that she's good at work because that's all she has going on in her life. And there's time for family and friends later. And he's like, I used to be like you, but you're wrong. He's learned a lot now that it's day seven. <laughs> um <laughs> At the fundraiser, they're dancing, and he runs into the old flame Sarah again, the glam gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says something to her, but then Harkin drags him onto the dance floor, and so they don't really get to chit chat. And um, then Michelle shows up; she's on the verge of tears, and she tells Brian that her patient almost died during surgery, and she blames herself. And he says, "It's not your fault," and I'm so proud of you. And He's like going on about how he loves her and she's like, oh, did someone spike the eggnog? Because it's very unlike him. And then Brian tells her that he paid off her debt and her student loans. And she's like, wait, how did you know how much debt I had? Like, don't go snooping around my apartment, rummaging through my stuff. I'm not a spreadsheet. I don't want your money. I want a dad that doesn't have to ask what I want from him. Mm-hmm. So she takes that in a different direction. I did feel like possibly she just hates him and like was misconstruing something that might have actually been kind of a nice thing. But it's- I agree. Yeah, she was like not just not ready to receive. Right. Totally. But it doesn't matter. He gets electrocuted by a Christmas tree. Day yeah. eight. Michelle's surgery weirdly it's taken off the no no no. you see him in the very beginning he calls michelle's boss and gets her taken off the surgery oh you're right and then he tells michelle or like michelle gets a call when she comes in that her boss like from her boss saying that i I took you off the surgery and she's like i guess she thinks i'm not good enough to do it yeah she has a lot of like a very aggressive internal voice that is very mean to herself yeah yeah she has confidence issues that's when he's like that's when brian's like let's spend the whole day together yeah and he's like let's do that christmas stuff you love because he's finding out that they have christmas traditions that he just didn't know about they go out and they have the day that michelle wants to have and they're giving out thoughtful gifts and they're giving out money and then brian gets a call the investor call from jet um, and he says, you know, we have to just stop by the shop before ice skating to meet with the investor. And this sets Michelle off. She gets annoyed and she's saying, this was supposed to be our day. And he starts lecturing her about sacrifice. And she gets mad because she says, I know what sacrifice is like. Like, I am a surgeon, but I never 
sacrifice my family, which is a good point. And like, obviously she knows what sacrifices life if she has like such a hard and like high power job. Yeah, she's a single mom. Yeah, she's right to be upset. No, no matter, he gets hit by a bus. Day nine. (laughs) Starts like the day before. But then there's a, there's a whole montage. Starts like the day before. He and Michelle fight at different parts. Day 10, again, starts like the day before. He and Michelle start fighting. Then now here we are at day 11. Yes, we're at day 11 and we're at the carnival. And Michelle's reminiscing about this music box that he gave her as a kid. Um, But then she broke it and he refused to fix it. So she's like, I gave the music box away. But she basically says like, the music box is, I guess, kind of this metaphor for his love. Because she's like, I just really wanted you to love me. And these scenes are also like really, I think the scenes between Kelsey and Spencer, you can definitely tell there's like a lot there because like they're they're actually father and daughter. Yeah, I know. I I thought that like so many of the scenes were like the dialogue was so loaded. Like, what was that like filming? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they they were really good together. I wish that like they had spent more time together in the first half of the movie because we don't get a lot of scenes with them acting with one another until like later. Yeah. You're right. Like, Michelle really starts to come more into the movie in the second half. But basically, he's like, what will it take to, like, to show that I love you? Yeah, and she's just, like, not receptive. Like, she just, she doesn't think it's really possible. She kind of thinks it's too late. Yeah, and he's like, okay, I gotta start fresh. And, well, she says, do you have a time machine? Go back in time and fix that clock. Right. Oh, and he's like, I do have a time machine because I can literally die right now and, yeah, and start he, fresh he chucks himself off the balcony yeah because he has he basically has he has a very casey cartwright idea this is a very cartwright moment he has he's, a scheme it's he scheme, has a scheme. he's back in santa's workshop and he's like okay i figured out the meaning of life it's love so basically i just need this music box slash clock i think it's it's a music box clock right yeah yeah it, he changes like he starts calling it a clock she was calling it a music box yeah later that it is both it has a clock on top of it and when you open it it plays music yeah and then santa's about to tell him something and you can tell it's like going to be important but brian's in a rush so he just blows out the candle and so the next day so i guess we're on day 12 now yeah same day (laughs) yeah so day 12 and Brian's at work he's gonna ask Jet to find his clock and he's like you gotta find it no matter what so he's basically by the carnival by the carnival he needs this clock or I guess like a replica of the clock that he had originally given Michelle and so he goes through the day it's pretty much the same with Michelle and Harkin you know Harkin's like I wish this day would never end and Brian's like don't say that because then you'll miss Christmas and obviously there's like more to that because he's reliving this day and then Michelle's happy so this is when I think they're doing massage chairs yes and they're like all loving it they're having fun and then Nina shows up to the store and he's like oh I would meet with you but like I am hanging out with my daughter and my granddaughter so like this isn't a good time and Michelle's like it's fine like you can go talk to her so obviously they're in a better spot than they were a couple of days ago uh, when she got like really mad that he was going to talk to Nina. 
Yeah. Well, and I think because she sees that he was going to like put them first and then was like, that made her warm up to the idea more. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been to, like, I've never seen one of those massage chairs like outside of like a Brookstone. Like I've never seen someone actually own one. They do. Oh my God. Jealous. So then we're at the carnival and Michelle's like, there's no Santa and like, there's no games. And honestly, good point. There's nothing going on here. Yeah. I just don't know why they're calling this a carnival. Like just call it a Christmas party. Yeah. And I guess this is kind of where I guess like the photo of the dad dressed up as Santa kind of plays into maybe why he feels so passionate about this carnival. Mm -hmm. Because his dad used to dress up as Santa and he's like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Harkin and and Michelle are like, come on, like, why don't you dress up as Santa? You really should. And he's like, I I won't do that. My dad did that. I won't. I have dignity or something weird like that. Yeah. Michelle says, like, even the Grinch dressed up as Santa. (laughs) (laughs) So Sarah comes over and she's, like, feeling super flirty and... But Brian's like talking about how it's his last day and he wants more times. And she's like, I really hope you find everything you're looking for. So we're really not sure what's going to happen there. That's kind of like a, it's kind of like an unnecessary subplot a little bit. I guess it just shows that he maybe once was more of like a lover. Yeah. He's not in his lover era. So um, this is where Nina shows up. And once again, she says she wants to buy the company. Jet bursts in with this music box clock. Michelle's like, what is going on? Because he basically, Jet gives the clock to Brian. Brian gives it to Michelle as though this will just solve everything. And Michelle's like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she says, I didn't want this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. You told me you wanted it. You, you told me you wanted it. And she's like, when? Obviously, he can't explain. Yeah. And she's like, did you get this for me or did Jet get it, get it for me? And then she thanks Jet. She leaves. And Nina goes on stage to announce that the company. And this is where, like, Nina is going to buy the company. And basically, like, she's going to fire everyone who's currently working there. Yeah. It's, like, such a weird announcement. And he's like, why are you even doing this? Like, well, yeah, and yeah, she's it's very contradictory to everything she's ever said any of the other days. This is the I know you heard this because before she was like, I know your company like isn't making a lot of money, but I want to take a risk on it. And then she's like, it reminds me of my grandpa. And now this is the first time she's ever saying she's going to sell the like sell it for parts basically and like fire everybody. Yeah, now all yeah. of a sudden she's evil. Yeah. I know, and she's making this announcement, too, without him realizing it. Like, he's, like, across the room. So Brian grabs the mic. He's like, that's that's not true. That's not happening. Um, but that's when Michelle confronts him about getting taken off the surgery. And this is where, like, he's he's literally spiraling. He's like, I'm such a terrible human. I'm such a terrible boss. I can't do this. And he has a heart attack. And basically the last thing we see on day 12 is like this blurry image of Harkin and Michelle kind of like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And then his eyes just shut. Dark. Yeah. It's dark because we knew that was day 12. So he wakes up in Santa's workshop. He's like, I tried and like, I'm so upset that I won't wake up tomorrow. And like he says- the worst part isn't that he's not going to wake up tomorrow. It's that everyone else will with the wreckage that he left behind. 
sad. That's really yeah. sad. And he Isn't wishes it? that he could have just one more day so that they could be okay. Like they wouldn't be as like left, like, you know, left picking up all the pieces. Yeah. Like, the people at his company now are like left to deal with this whole thing. And like Harkin and um, Michelle are left to deal with his death. So he's more like, I just want to fix it so that things are okay for them when I die. Yeah. And this is where Brian gets super smart and he realizes that there was actually a loophole in the arrangement he had with Santa and actually that was just day 11 because they weren't counting like the first day like he got like 12 more chances yeah he only got 11 more chances exactly like honestly smart I would not have put that together I would have just been like okay I'm dying and it's been a long 12 days for him now um Santa says he'll give him the day but like only he will only be able to set things right not to keep living. Like it's basically like you get one more day to, to essentially fix the wreckage, but then you're going to die. So not great, but I guess he gets something. And then, um, so we're back once again, he's like waking up in his apartment, which I'm pretty sure was filmed in a hotel because based on the way the room looks (laughs) and he's like, very like, happy for some reason even though he's going to die he's like I know what I have to do yeah he's like really living like if today was your last day is that like a Nickelback song probably if today was your last day (laughs) um so yeah he's being super happy he's like bringing Jet a coffee which you can clearly tell he's never done that I think he got him like a peppermint mocha or something a maple latte he also told his annoying neighbor that the decorations looked great yeah. yeah, even though the decoration is literally one of those things that they have, like, on the side of the street, like, advertising. Yeah, it's the car, like, the... The, <laughs> the car dealership or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I want to thank everyone in the board meeting, and he's going to give everybody a raise and a month's salary as a bonus, and everyone's like, hell yeah, and then he's going to promote Jet to COO, which is, like, a big, you know, uh, promotion in terms of like going from executive assistant to COO. Well, and he also is like clearly trying to set it up because he thinks he's going to be dead. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, this company, I know it meant so much to you. So, and then he basically lets everybody go home for Christmas Eve. And that's when Harkin and Michelle arrive. And he's like, we can spend the whole day. Like I'll hang out with Harkin. And then he also warns Michelle about the surgery because now he's psychic and he knows that there's going to be a brain bleed, which is once again, another piece of like heavy information in this movie. I know. And so we're back in like the workshop. Harkin and Bryant are working on the music box and we don't really know exactly how he caught his hands on that. Well, I guess we find out later and I'm sorry I messed this up in the notes because I didn't realize it, but they're, they're building one from scratch. Oh, oh, I, I didn't realize that. I did not remember that. They say it way later. He's like, I built this for you because I like we don't have the old one. So he built this. I don't know. Got it. Well, that makes sense because she like gave it away. So it'd be really hard right. to track down. Right. And like the whole thing was that he hadn't even tracked it down. So to spend time with Harkin, he obviously can't spend the whole day looking for the old music box. 
Yeah. So now Brian's like meeting with Nina and not only is he going to talk about the investment, but he's also going to like give her a bunch of advice about how to live as a CEO. <laughs> and um, he's... In, but also lean out. Exactly. He's like, only do this if it's the life you want to live. And she's like, hmm, let me think on that. And then, so now we're in the hospital and Michelle like is like bursting out of the surgery and she is super like grateful because she's like, you were right about the brain bleed. And then Brian kind of goes on this like monologue about everything he's sorry for. And there is another funny line here that Michelle says where it's like sarcastic, but there's definitely like an element of truth here. Like I think, um... I think Harkin says something about like free hot cocoa in the lobby. And Michelle's like, like, of course you can go, we can go and get some. I'm not like a terrible parent like my dad. I know. Yeah. I, it was really an aggressive response. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it was clearly a joke, but it was like a lot coming right off of his like really serious apology. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like, you deserve somebody better. <laughs> yeah. So he's getting ready for the carnival and that's where he once again looks at the picture so they all hug and then they're like okay let's go and he's like i can't go i have to go make this carnival great and they're like okay like is it actually going to be fun he's like it's going to be amazing oh you're right you're right so this is why he's like getting ready for the carnival and he once again is like looking at the picture in the bathroom with um brian senior as santa (laughs) do you think his name was brian senior probably that's, he seems like that kind of guy. He really does. Um, I feel like that was also really common in like this era to like name your child after you. Yeah. And then Brian has like a realization upon looking at that picture. Totally. He's like, okay, this could change up the carnival. Mm-hmm. So then at the carnival, he's dressed up as Santa and Michelle just, she is so happy. She cannot believe it. And yeah, they're stoked. And they're all, like, really confused because for them, it's, like, still day one, Christmas Eve. This is where Nina approaches him and she tells him about the plan to, like, break apart the company. But right now she wants to just kind of, like, live her life, but wants to start working with PC Electric. So is she kind of, like, I was, like, a little confused here. No, no. So she's, like. I used to want to break apart the company, but after they had their talk, she's I, she's like, I want a life worth living. And I think that that starts with like taking over this company and like actually yeah. leading it basically. Got it. So she's like, I'm going to lean out by leaning in essentially. <laughs> yeah. Then Sarah, um, his old flame approaches. She wishes him a Merry Christmas. And she's like, I thought you hated Christmas. And he's like, I've changed. Let's dance. Let's dance, baby. <laughs> so they're dancing, and so that's where we also find out that she like knew his dad. Dot dot dot. Yeah, so much so that his dad confessed his true feelings about his son to her. Yet Michelle doesn't know who this person is on day one. She says, "Who was that?" But Sarah was relevant enough. In his life, that she knows his father on an intimate level. Yeah. I thought she was maybe like a high school girlfriend, but then it wouldn't make uh, sense why he was working all the time. Yeah, so no. maybe like an early, early girlfriend. Like I didn't think. I think it was just like somebody. Like maybe his dad passed away like 
seven years ago or something. Yeah. Oh, you thought it was like a recent kind of like love. Yeah, because yeah, I think it's after Michelle is like a grown up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it can go great. both ways. Like they met as adults, like on match or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. She also, had match.com energy, truly. She, she really did. She really seemed like she had found herself and she was like having like this renaissance of life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I could kind of see them like doing a scene at the beginning of the movie that got cut where like they were in high school together and he like ignored her. <laughs> I don't. But then that would be honestly kind of crazy if she like returns 50 years later at this carnival. Like that would be a little weird. Yeah, I got the sense that it was like somewhat recent, like within at least the past 10 years. Right. Because she says like she says that that's the reason they stopped seeing each other was because he wouldn't stop working. So yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So now Brian's making a speech and he's like, you know, this company was a family business, like started by my dad and Christmas is really all about love. And this is like also where he kind of goes on the speech about like self-love and he's like, yeah. if I can't love myself. You know, it took a turn of like very individualistic, which I was like, interesting. Uh, okay. But there was also some Jesus propaganda. Oh, I didn't even. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah, he says something about like the starter, like something about like something biblical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not Cappy saying he knew Casey in the biblical sense. I mean, actually, <laughs> right. Yeah, it does get very individualistic because he's like, I really want everyone to love themselves as much as I love you, and it's kind yeah. of I think, also directed at Michelle because a lot of like this is kind of like how she doesn't love herself which I mean I don't know if that's necessarily true but she's definitely like insecure yeah he also says this was the best day of his life yeah yeah and then he takes Michelle wait also Jet is crying from the speech (laughs) oh my god that is cute so this is where we see the exterior of Michelle's house it's like a massive house it's nice yeah it's a manor it's it's gorge also, and, I guess, like, he decorated it, which I was confused about because she seems super into Christmas. So I felt like yeah. he decorated it already. You would have thought he would have learned to, like, not cross that boundary. Because, like, earlier, on an earlier day, he she really didn't like when he was, like, going through her stuff. Yeah. Um, but maybe it was just the exterior of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're enjoying some Christmas cookies. It's really cute. Like, they're all just, like, chilling in the living room. And this is where he gives Harkin his dad's tool belt, which is like significant because, you know, he's like been teaching her how to build stuff the whole time. And he gives Michelle the music box that they built together. So this is where he says, I wish I could go back in time to fix like the old one, but I made you this new one like to move forward, basically. And she opens it and it starts playing their song which they have like referenced a few times, like their song, which is some like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's a made up song. Yeah, it's like I've an heard Irish it. hymn or something. Yeah, it's like to Ralu Rala or something. Oh, okay. I've heard, I, I've heard it in, in the Irish lore. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like a little random. I guess maybe they're Irish. Yeah. Which makes sense. But yeah, she's like, it's playing our song and... 
this is like a really beautiful moment. He's like, no matter what happens, I love you. And it's like really cozy. It's really cozy. Like it's really making me want to be in that living room on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That'd be so fun. Oh my gosh. I know in a in a manor in Greenwich. Yeah. I want to be a grammar. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, Michelle's really happy. And like Kelsey, oh my gosh, Kelsey. Brian feels good. (laughs) He checks them into bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. And (laughs) they're sharing a bed. Which is like sweet. I guess it's like kind of a little random, but you know, Christmas Eve, it can be fun. I feel like it's cute. Like she's an only child. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's cute. He's like talking in his daughter and his granddaughter. And that's when he falls asleep on the couch. She says, we'll see you in the morning. And he doesn't say anything. Yeah. Also, I was dying when he goes back out into the living room. The fire was CGI. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. He stares at the tree for a while. And then he stares at the chair. And then he sits in the chair. It's a very long scene of like those three things happening. And then he decides he's going to sleep in the chair and like wait for death's embrace. I know. Pensive and bittersweet. And I wonder if he's if he's seeing how how death will get him this time. Yeah, he's like wondering what will happen. He's I mean, Kelsey Grummer is like a really good actor. I feel like you can tell like he's just very like present in the moment. And so then he's back in Santa's workshop and he's like Santa says you figured it out. Yeah. Santa was like, I was running out of ways to kill you. And um, Brian's <laughs> like, you know, at least I lived a good life. Like, I'll blow out the candle again and kind of like call it a day, call it mm-hmm. a life. So he blows out the candle one final time. But now he wakes up in the same chair that he fell asleep in. And he's like shook. He's like, I'm still alive. What? Like, this was not part of the plan. He goes to wake up Michelle and Harkin and... Michelle's like still a little confused, but she's like, I love this new version of you. Like, let's go sing our song. And, you know, Harkin's loving it. Best Christmas ever vibes. Wait, can I just say one thing? Yeah. It would be kind of, even for an angel of death like Santa, it would be kind of dark for him to have let Brian die in that armchair <laughs> no. Michelle and Harkin come out and find him the next oh, day that would like, be he, so he dark he should have done something like like what a like yellow lab does and like go crawl under the porch when it knows it's gonna die so it can be alone I didn't even think about that and his whole reason for going back that final day was so that people wouldn't be like plagued by his death yeah they wouldn't wake up with a mess and that they, would like, be the most traumatic corpse. thing yeah so yeah, like go downstairs on Christmas morning and see like a a, his, he's just dead in the chair <laughs> like dad's dead the fire is a hologram this is awful <laughs> I know that you're right I hadn't even thought about that so good thing Santa granted him a life and Harkin finds one more present under the tree and she's like it's from Santa and everyone like Michelle's like a little confused because she's like I didn't get that for you but yeah. inside is the candle and the candle holder I also thought this was kind of funny like the box like wasn't completely closed Did you I, know, I know <laughs> like just calling the attention to that I was I'm like really stuff, stuff like that really bothers me like if something doesn't fit in a box 
It was a jar. Yeah. And the note. The note from Santa. It says, don't blow it. Don't blow it. And that's when the movie ends. I thought it was a cute ending. Yeah, I like the ending. I like the little jokes from Santa. I did kill you 12 times, but for the lols. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite? What was your favorite Brian death? Oh my god! I think mine was the electrocution. Like oh, that one was pretty epic in terms of like the special effects there. I think I liked either the dog or the uh, gingerbread man. I think my favorite death was the chandelier falling. Mm-hmm. He was like, was "Kill me phantom. now, Santa!" And Santa yeah. said, "Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was fun." It was. It was, was fun to do something different. Down um Christmas Eve Lane. Down Santa Claus Lane. Like the Hillary. Oh my God. Do you remember Santa that song, Claus Santa Claus Lane? Yes. Right down um, Santa Claus Lane. I mean, I think the ultimate winner of this movie is Brian himself. Uh, All maybe of us. Jet. <laughs> maybe Jet. Yeah, maybe getting promoted to COO. <laughs> yeah. He skipped a few steps. I'm kind of shipping Jet and Nina spinoff. Oh my god! Play, yeah. Jet and Michelle would be cute. Nina still kind of needs to learn the like, you know, meaning of life slash Christmas. So, yeah, she needs to go find herself. And or honestly, Michelle and Nina would also be kind of a cute couple. Michelle, I feel like should definitely go on a therapy journey. Um, yeah, perhaps with her father and yeah, that would be Bahamas. really good in the Bahamas, yeah. but like in not Bahamas. She does deserve that vacay, but just not in the way that she like in a way she wants to be given it. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing like a group trip to Disney for them like next oh. summer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you guys. This was very fun. Yes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Happy holidays. holidays.